somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from as Nostradamus. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. And tonight, reaction to the situation in Israel from the New York Post's Carol Markowitz. Mr. and Mrs. Hercules on a miracle in East Texas. Kevin and Sam Sorbo. And Glenn Hansard in the New Music Spotlight. And now, from Times Square, where his prayers this evening are for the hostages taken on October 7th and have not been returned, here's that Kevin. Thank you, Dave. It is a concerning time for our country. I wrote about it last week in townhall.com. We talked about it a little bit on this show. I've had, since that time, the course of this week, I've filled in on SNC tonight a couple of nights, had a lot of radio hours this week, and I'm just, I'm, I'm still processing, as you are, what is going on uh, in Israel, in Gaza. Uh, the Israelis, of course, uh, launching their incursion ground game this week, uh, Friday and Saturday night, and uh, or Thursday and Friday night, and what we're seeing now is uh, some 150 targets uh, were supposedly hit on Friday night's um, launch into Gaza. This is this is what most reasonable people that I've spoken with uh, have expected and kind of hoped that uh, Israel would do. That what they would do is that they would uh, go about uh, clearing the capacity for the terrorists to ever be able to use uh, these mechanisms against uh, the free people of Israel ever again. And it has really been disheartening to see the reaction in the United States. Uh, here in New York, we've had many people uh, do what I'm going to show you in a video here. Uh, you, we've got tons and tons of video footage of people walking up to the telephone poles where the posters of the kidnapped hostages are at and tearing their pictures down. And yesterday, a video went viral of some New Yorkers uh, fighting back. Take a look at this. Why do you rip it off? Why do you rip it off? Put it back. Why do you rip it off? Put it back. Well, show me what you're holding. So, yeah, keep it on. No, what are you doing? You know where they are right now? Do you have any idea where they are right now? All right. I'm a veteran. I'm telling you. All right. Don't I'm not. Jewish, 
gun. You have proof they're not kidnapped? No, so shut the and I don't know. I mean, the consensus on this video is that there needs to be a lot more of this. Because in, in a pluralistic society where religions are respected and the freedom to practice them are respected, that only works if one of those faiths as being practiced in its extreme, uh, does not take the lives of people that disagree with it. And it cost me an appearance on a major cable channel once many years ago when I, when I brought the uncomfortable into the light and said, well, there's only, there's only one of the three major faiths that advocates the beheading of its enemies. And I'm not saying that every person that practices that particular faith believes that particular doctrine. There are people that claim that the Ku Klux Klan is an expression of Christianity. They are incorrect. It is not a form of Christianity. But there are those that believe that that speaks for Christians, and it does not. Muslims that disagree with Hamas need to be the loudest voices in the conversation right now. But they're not. And that's part of the problem. What we are dealing with is the reality that on America's streets right now, particularly on our college campuses, pro-terrorist demonstrations, not pro-Palestinian demonstrations, pro-terrorist demonstrations are taking place. And even in the way they are carrying out their demonstrations, they are assaulting and taunting the American Jews that they see and come into contact with. I want you to see this bit of video from Tulane University. Again, either Thursday or Friday of this week, but it was just within the last uh, couple of days. And I want you to see, um, just take note, who is instigating the anger towards who? Who is taunting the other? This is the same thing that's happening in Gaza. This is the same thing that's happening in the Arab street uh, tonight. And the same thing is now happening on the streets of America. And it's disheartening and it's disgusting. But just, just take a look. This happened in the streets of uh, Tulane near New Orleans just night before last. The uh, headdressing, by the way, that you see the guy wearing there that is the headdressing. The specific black and white pattern that's on that headdressing is the headdressing of the Hamas terrorists. It is the Hamas headdressing. It is not the simple Palestinian flag. It is not the simple expression of Palestinians. It is the expression of the terrorists. And look at how the supporters of the terrorists come over to the Israeli side of the street and begin to taunt the students that are there. There's only one side in this fight that is taunting the other side. The Israelis are trying to, the Israeli supporters are trying to simply say that Israel has the right to exist. But you can count the signs in this video that show the number of people that say, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. There's no Palestine. Palestine has never existed. There's never been a Palestinian country. There have been three Jewish states on this same land in the course of human history. You never hear that in the media. You never hear that being told to the people that are watching. 
But here in this video, the pro-terrorist demonstrators continually come and taunt the Jewish kids, the supporters of Israel, the people that are on the side of Israel. And eventually some of the police do intercede and take away some of the, the worst rabble-rousers and they have the guy that drove the truck down the middle of the demonstration. They finally have him move. But even as he's moving, he's flipping off the crowd while wearing the terrorist headscarf. Friends, we have people openly on our soil that are demonstrating support for people who would kill all of us tomorrow. And that's why I'm not sure that we can be totally, totally down with saying that any expression of Islam is okay in America. I think Islam that seeks peace and seeks to live with, at peace with their neighbors, we can allow that. But every one of these people need to be deported. Every one of the people that are calling for the death to Israel and death to America, they need to be deported. And as our open border is wide open and thousands and thousands, about 10,000 a day, many of which are young military-aged men, are coming into our country, we need to de demand from our government that there will be a cease and desist on the importing of these people, a tracking of who's here, finding out what their intentions are, and ensuring that we don't have an October 7th visit the U.S. homeland. This is where we're at. We have people openly defying what America is. They are openly defying the freedoms that we enjoy. They are openly defying the people who live here. And they are doing it in our face. Congress needs to wake up. The White House needs to get its act together. But friends, this is a sad, sad night in America. I feel for my Jewish friends in Israel who go to bed each night right now pretty much very afraid of what's happening. They don't know what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. But a close second, I feel very, very compassionate for my Jewish friends who I stand behind. I stand with Israel. I stand with my Jewish friends 100% as we are seeing these heinous, heinous demonstrations of support for terrorists who, let's be honest, if they had their druthers, they would kill all of us. Kevin McCullough, we're coming right back. From New York, it's that Kevin show. See, I knew it. Ah, uh, come on, Kev. What's a few classified documents between friends? I told you. I told you all the time. I knew it. I knew he had some, too. Here he is. That Kevin. Kevin McCullough. All right, my next guest is returning to that Kevin show. She has joined us already on two occasions in just the first year. So I think this is the most frequented guest we've had on the uh, on the new broadcast. But part of the reason is because she is off to bigger and better broadcasting feats of her own. Uh, you've read her in the New York Post for years. Now you can hear her anywhere you get podcasts as host of the Carol Markowitz Show. Interestingly enough, we happen to have Carol Markowitz back with us. Hello, lady. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Third, third appearance. Pretty yeah. amazing. In, well, in one year. And it's not quite like the radio side where 
Uh, I mean, we've we've got such good people. As you're getting on your show, you'll see. But we're we've got such high profile people. We don't have a lot of people repeating. So for you to be here three times is kind of fun. Um, first of all, uh, I tell tell me all about the show. I've I've kind of become an instant fan, which I knew I was going to. But you've had some of my favorite people on. You've had Megan Kelly. You've had Bridget Fetisy. You've had some of the folks that that I've loved talking to over the years. But what do you like about it? Um, I love getting into the show is largely non-political, which is it's kind I of like a touch that too. moment. Yes. That, um, like I wanted to talk about people to people about how they got to where they are in their career, what they love about being married, what's good about having children, um, whether they feel like they've made it. That's been a really interesting range of answers, and you wouldn't necessarily think that the people who don't think that they've made it, like it's kind of seems like they have, but you know, they, they're still working towards their goals. Um, so I've loved covering kind of non-political thought, not news of the day, that kind of thing. Um, but again, it's been a tough moment for that because I'm sort of consumed with what's going on in Israel. And it does give me a break from that, which is nice. And I think other people can maybe use a break as well. But Israel does consume, you know, my every thought Have right now. Covered- Travis and Taylor on the podcast yet. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm going to be recording a monologue about that. I have some thoughts about why this is such a giant sensation. And I, it's partly because I have a 13-year-old daughter. I have a seven-year-old son. They've been on this story since before it really became a big did story. You, did you get Something to the that, like, tour when it was in stadiums? That we haven't gone yet. We're hoping to go when they, because you know we're in South Florida. We're hoping to go when they're in Miami, which is Miami. But it's really tough. I don't know. I'm not sure how many thousands I'm ready to spend on concert yeah. tickets for my daughter. Uh, we, we lucked out completely uh, to get the bride last minute tickets to MetLife, um, but she just took our eight year old to the film, and mm -hmm. they the, the theaters have gone nuts. They're kind of letting people just treat it like a concert. So everybody's right. down in the front dancing in front of the mm -hmm. screen, kind of fun. They're doing the friendship bracelets. They're doing all the other stuff. Yeah. The reason I ask that is because I think that um, consumers of media are in need of good stories. And mm -hmm. you're familiar with what we're doing here with Assignment Desk Weekend and poking fun in different ways at things. And trying if, – if, if we can bring more laughter to the conversation, Definitely. I think we'll not only mm -hmm. create a better world, but we'll, we'll, we'll maybe engage more people and maybe – I don't know, convince people of more things in, instead of always just shooting a cannon straight at their face. Like it's just, You're absolutely right. I, I mean, have you effective that's been right? Have you seen this kind of been conservative pushback against the Taylor story or just her being, you know, as huge as she is. And it, it kind of annoys me. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't, I'm not like super into her music, but I, I don't like the conservatives immediately are like, this is not about us. This is not for us. This has nothing to do with us where I see the Taylor Kelsey relationship is sort of the merging of red stateness into popular culture. I mean, well, Travis it is, it is very a much a red state guy. Psycho industries for sure. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. about the NFL and entertainment and, you know, some of the biggest people in each arena. Yeah. And we could do an entire show. In fact, when you do that show, have me on because I will give you a complete perspective yeah. on some of that stuff. I want to move on, though, to the more serious. And congrats, mm -hmm. by the way. Genuinely Thank happy. You. I want to I want to open this next part of the conversation with this anecdote first. Um, you know my bride and our families are friends outside mm -hmm. of media. We get together. We socialize when we can. We live far apart. Yeah. We used to go to dinner. We used to have an annual double date and we'd go to pick some nice place in the city and go together. Mm -hmm. um, we 
have been yogis for the last, I don't know, four or five years since just around the COVID time. Mm -hmm. And um, I was not at the gym on the day that this happened, but about three days ago, um, one of our longtime yogi friends that's taken a lot of classes with us over five years, uh, he happens to be Israeli. I don't know the background of his wife. Um, I want to say she's European or maybe even Arab. I'm not sure, but it's, she's not. I don't. I don't believe that she's Jewish by background. Um, but they have practiced with us for a long time, and you kind of get to know everybody in class. Um, my bride was going up the stairs. Avi was coming down the stairs, and he stopped dead in his tracks. He pointed at her and he said, "You," and. My bride's going, what I, what I do? Avi, what's, what's the matter? He goes, no. He goes, what you and, and Kevin have been saying on social media, he goes, and he just yeah. came over and he just gave her a mm -hmm. bear hug. Um, <laughs> I've had yeah, two it's three been, interactions. I've had two or three interactions. With I'm, I'm going to try not to cry, but yes. Um, it's been really hard. And I think it's been amazing to see people like you really step up and be tireless and fearless I have to say it's a really scary moment for Jews and a lot of people that maybe Jews thought would stand with them are not. Um, I am sort of blessed to have people like you in my life where I feel like my social media has largely been a reflection of um, pro-Israel and pro-Jewish thoughts. Um, and I know when I say that, there's nothing anti-Palestinian there for me. Um, I would love to see Palestinians live a normal life without Hamas and get to have a future. And while they support Hamas, while they celebrate the atrocities that happen in Israel, they have no future. So um, I'm very, I feel very lucky for you and for many others um, who have been fantastic and, well, and to, made a difficult for, time a lot better. I wasn't looking for praise out of that. What I wanted to ask- But you are, was, you know, you're amazing. Thank what you. What I wanted to ask though was, for those people that are like me, I'm an evangelical, but I've been mm -hmm. to Israel three times. I love Israel. I love the Jewish people. Our faith is fed from your faith. Very tied. Yeah. There is a there is a, a connection here that I think is undeniable. I, I think it's been better for conservative Jews like me because con the conservatives are generally sane and normal and understand that the barbarianism that we saw that Saturday is something that comes for all of us. They're not, they did not, they did not ask them, hey, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? They killed plenty of non-Jews also. And the idea that, you know, it's not coming for all of us is just, it's naive. And you, you mentioned the Palestinian children earlier. You know, I saw on Instagram this week footage from what is supposedly a Palestinian family looking out their window as people are going by and there's a conversation between what appears to be the father and the daughter and the daughter is asking, why can't we leave? You know, mm -hmm. our friends are trying to get out. Why can't we go with them? And the dad is saying Hamas has blocked the roads and will kill us if we try to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if they're willing to do that to their own people. Exactly. If they're willing to you know, skin the belly of a pregnant woman so that her baby shows through the mm -hmm. membrane. I mean, I cannot believe the stuff that I have been, I have forced yeah. myself to watch over the last three mm -hmm. weeks. And I would use the term Christian very loosely. And when I see stuff like that, because it's like, you, not only do you not know your, your own, own history, you, you don't know world history. There's been right. three Jewish states uh, in mm -hmm. this land. There's never been a Palestinian state. Ready or not, you'll be right back.
now, back to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. Back with more Carol Markowitz in just a second. But first, take a listen to this. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details, like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Come go with us. We would love to have you. Now back to my conversation with Carol Mark. Let me ask you, let me turn to the practical and pragmatic um, from your perspective, and I know you've got people on the ground probably in mm-hmm. Israel that you're speaking with and uh, Jews here in the States that you're talking to, what's the most helpful thing that my listeners can do mm-hmm. to s- solve or help bring about some sort of comfort or salve in this yeah. process? So I, the three things that I would say, um, if you want to contribute to charities in Israel, that would obviously be great. Um, one that I like a lot is Bela Echad. They um, support Israeli soldiers in a variety of ways, both before they, you know, providing supplies, but also after um, helping them with their mental health and that kind of thing. A second thing is, yes, be outspoken um, if you can with your friends on social media. If that's not you, I understand completely. I don't think that everybody needs to comment on every world event, so I get it. But the third thing is, and this is sort of concerning to me, again, this is back to social media, but like when I do shows or there's clips on the internet, um, all of the comments are are really just you know pro Hamas anti Israel. Um, it just we're not big commenters likers. But if you wouldn't mind, and you're listening to this, like just a like or a comment, just of support. Yeah is so important. You know, the fear for Jews, and I'll be frank here, because you know I'm in a lot of conversations with Jews, obviously, is that, yes, a lot of people have been supportive, but if they keep dealing with a barrage of hate and they keep getting these like pro-Hamas comments, they're eventually going to get worn down and not want to comment anymore. And that's scary because the people who have stood strong with us, we want to support them as well. And so that's, that's like Iran's an strategy people. for Israel. Iran wants Palestinian casualties so that they can do on a massive scale what you just identified the the commenters Mm -hmm. doing. And I actually kind of think it's all the same operation. Like the kids tearing the posters down, walking down the streets in New York. They're the same people talking online and they're the same people that believe the garbage that Hamas puts out that's being funded by Iran. This is all one big conspiracy. Mm -hmm. It may not have direct dots for, you know, for each action, but they're all in the game together. It's, it's, you know, they're all in one boat, so to speak. 
You're absolutely right. I think it's also all one thing. And, then, and so, but the other thing that I would say is that um, I think a lot of Jews are being criticized right now in America. Like, oh, you want to get us into a war with Iran? I very much don't want a war with Iran. I very much don't want American involvement, you know, boots on the ground in Israel. I don't want any of that. I don't think it's good for America. I don't think it's good for Israel. So I, I don't think we need it either. I don't think Israel yeah, is. I don't think it's necessary. For, I think they'll right. take but, care of but business. There's the, the line. That, oh, you Jews are just trying to force us into a war. I mean, we hear this and it's nonsense. And I want people to know it's nonsense. No, I've said for years, and you know, you've probably heard me say it, mm -hmm. that um, my biggest concern about the Israeli-American relationship is that America for far too too long has held the key to the handcuffs uh, to the Israelis and said, no, yeah. we're not letting you out. If we mm -hmm. just said, take care of business. We've got do a couple of carriers off the coast. You know, mm -hmm. we can give you some logistics, some satellite information. We'll tell you sure. what we see going on. Um, Israel is more than capable of, of taking care of themselves, as they've continued to prove throughout all of history. Absolutely. Uh, Jewish people are the most resilient people, uh, hence God's chosen. Anyway, uh, Carol, it's wonderful Thank to you, see Kevin. you. Congrats on Thank the podcast. So Who you got Thank coming you. up in the next week or so? Um, I have, uh, Carol Roth is my next episode. Um, and then Rob Smith and then Kyle Smith, unrelated. Uh, those are my next three guests. They don't even look alike. I'd love to have you on Kevin. Uh, let's book it. We'll, we'll make it. Let's happen. do it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Okay. Carol Markowitz, the Carol Markowitz so show. Much. You can find it anywhere that they have podcasts and you can find it on Instagram. If you just follow her, she's got little highlights and stuff, uh, popping up there each day. Bridget Fetessy, come on. What's the more <laughs> unique interview in all of media? She still, to this day, holds one of the most uh, insanely great. entertaining interviews I ever did, and it was with mm -hmm. her. But uh, thanks again, Carol. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin McCullough coming right back from Times Square. Don't go away. Ready or not, you'll be right back. to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. All right. Welcome back to that Kevin show from Times Square. Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. Thank you for being here. And I want to say on this uh, Saturday night, as it's starting to feel a little more like uh, the, the feel of the holidays, that uh, I am very excited about what we have done as a team, you and we uh, here at the show and Christian Solidarity International uh, in rescuing now uh, close to 160 uh, human slaves uh, for this year, for this calendar year. That's 160 women and children whose lives will forever be different because one of you said, I, I care about that, and I want to make sure that they're free, and I want to make sure that they have that bag of hope that they can begin their life over with and start brand new from. And I just want to say thank you because those of you that have given uh, you 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 sensed that the need was immense, that it was important, and, and that you got involved. And I want to let you know something else, and this is very, very fun. For the next 10 minutes, we have been told that every slave we liberate tonight will be matched person for person. So there's a, there's a matching donor that has come to Christian Solidarity International and said, for Kevin's show, for this Saturday night, uh, for whatever amount uh, that uh, the person gives, if you if you want to liberate one slave for 250, if you want to do two slaves for 500, if you want to do $50 a month for uh, 10 months, that's still two slaves, uh, even if you have to pace it out over time. But whatever whatever arrangement you need to do to do it, if you do it 
tonight, it's going to be matched dollar for dollar with a dollar for dollar match from a single donor that just cares about what we're doing. And that means that we could liberate up to an extra 80 additional slaves just from that one person's generosity alone. So please don't sit back. Please don't wait any longer. You know that it's kind of my Christmas theme, my kind of holiday idea from Thanksgiving all the way to the end of the year. Hey, we, we've got so much to be thankful for. Uh, and boy, when I see the headlines of recent, I believe that now more than ever. I mean, there were none of us were in that kibbutz that got uh, attacked uh, two weeks ago. We, we have so much to be grateful for. And these human slaves, by the way, have been treated very similarly to the way um, Hamas treated those Israelis that they took hostage. These slaves were taken as hostages from the Sudan Civil War. Northern Sudan, Arab Muslims came down and uh, took the women and took the children, uh, ripped them right out of their homes, burned their homes to the ground, took them away, said, we're going to use you for what we want to use you for. And it's not been a, a glamorous life for the, the human slaves that have endured it for these many years. At the, at the peak of the, uh, the conflict, there were about 185,000 hostages that had been taken into slavery. Imagine that, 185,000 uh, slaves that had been ripped out of their homes and told they had no choice, they were going to have to do what their masters told them. And their masters were not kind. Their masters made them uh, mutilate their own genitals. Their masters made them take on Muslim names and abandon their Christian identity. The, the, the masters made them have sex with not only the slave master, but anybody that the slave master deemed it uh, appropriate for. Sometimes his sons, sometimes friends, other things. You just can't imagine the horror and atrocity of what life has been like. Not being fed, being only given the scraps that were on the ground. Uh, truly horrific stuff that uh, these women have seen. And yet, nearly every time when they are liberated and they are brought back to the South Sudan uh, recovery camp and the CSI personnel are helping them, they're getting them the medical attention and the counseling and making sure that uh, they, they have their medical needs tended to. Sometimes they need surgery. Sometimes they need uh, days of rest just to help their bodies heal. But whatever it is, uh, the CSI people are there to do it. Uh, but when they come back, person after person after person tells the same story to the CSI staff. Please don't stop until we get them all. Please don't stop until we get them all. That's, and that's what we've been doing here at the Kevin McCullough microphone for the last four years at this time of year, every year, actually five years now. And because of your efforts, uh, we have throughout the year been able to liberate you know, several hundred each year. And we are closing in on, I think from the very earliest beginning, I started working with CSI till now, we have liberated close to 4,000 human beings. Now there were 185,000 in slavery at the peak. The, the Christian Solidarity International efforts have gotten more than 120,000 released. We think there is somewhere between 35 and 40,000 people left that still need to be liberated. But that's why we continue to press forward with what we're doing. So 888-342-1010 is the number. 888-342-1010. There are 39 names left on the list that we have for this year. And they're going to be matched person for person if you call right now. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. You can also go online to bringherhome.org. You'll see my picture. It's a page that tells everything about the effort that we're involved in. Bringherhome.org. 
bringherhome.org. You can uh, see for yourself uh, exactly what we're doing. But primarily, your gift of $250 provides the bag of hope. Now, what is the bag of hope? Well, once they're liberated and they are returned to uh, South Sudan, they need help establishing their life. They've been in captivity. They've had no access to anything for the last 10, 15, 20 years in some cases. So what's the bag of hope? It's everything they need to start their life. They have a year's worth of grain, sorghum grain, that will be given to them. They'll have another year's worth of seed that they can plant and grow a crop of grain. They will receive things like utensils to cook and garden with. They'll receive uh, safety tarps and other things to help uh, endure the, the weather elements and make sure that they have a shelter. There will be blankets and things that help keep them comforted uh, at night or in the cold. There will be things uh, like uh, eating utensils and fishing utensils that they will use in their in their lives, in their new lives. And then kind of the coolest thing of all of it, well, they get a Bible. That's very cool as well. But I love this part. They get a kid, a, a goat, a goat, a baby goat, a she-goat. And with that kid, as it grows, they will be able to have uh, more goat babies. They'll be able to um, formulate milk and cheese and do all the stuff that can help them from the food side of that. But by selling little goats, they're going to have a micro enterprise to start their life off uh, financially as well. Friends, you get to provide all of that for the one gift of $250. Now, there have been many of you this year that have given more than that. There's been several of you that have given $1,000. And I want to say thank you to every one of you that has done that. But friends, we need your help. There are 39 women that we have not rescued yet. And I don't want this year to end uh, before we before we rescue every one of them. Will you help us? 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010, or go online to bringherhome.org. That's bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org, or 888-342-1010. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Serving it up with a no-drink minimum. It's that Kevin Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony and Oscar-winning musician Glenn Hanser. It's Bring a blanket and a bottle. I'll need a friend to get me through this. And lately, in this life. There's no quick fix or easy answers Gonna put all our troubles to right And love is the same There's no doubt blues is running the game Keep your lantern trimmed and burning Till the end of the night Put your cheek to the wind When you go without then you'll go within If it comes to blows Take it all on the chin, there's no worthier fight. We're working, working through it. Losing's a dirty word, I know. But sometimes it's all we can do, yeah. And lately, in this life, it's been bruised and it's been broken. And it's lost a little spark of divine Red As I thought I was soaring 